procedurally driven or open and AI technology enhanced game is much more viable. And um, Microsoft provides most of the compute resources to open AI um, and has a large stake in its for-profit division. Hi, everyone. Welcome to What We Know. My name is Jake, and I am here with my amazing and wonderful co-host, Sam DeLev. Uh, and we are going to be talking, and by we, I mean Sam's going to mostly be talking, because Sam did all of the amazing research on this, uh, about not a new patent, but an updated patent from Activision, and uh, why it kind of makes it slightly scarier because of the Microsoft acquisition. Um, we're going to get into that. So uh, with no further ado, uh, take it. Absolutely. And thank you, Jake, for finding this and giving me the opportunity to do the research thereupon. So a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, an Activision patent that was filed in July went public, which claimed the invention of, quote, systems and methods of dynamically modifying video game content based on non-video game content being concurrently experienced by a user. That's right. We do not describe our patents in human language for humans. No. Uh, games Media is covering this patent as being recommending games based on the live streams you watch, uh, but that's only part of the patent that's being filed. The idea is that some people will game and watch a stream at the same time and that a game publisher can then do things in the game with that information. But even just starting from that premise, like, Jake, I know I personally can't have like a whole stream on my second monitor while I'm playing a game? Is that like a thing people do and I'm the weird one? Or is I, this patent sort of based on 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 a on a wild idea in the first place? So I think that people will watch streams, but it may not necessarily be the game that they are playing. For example, I can tell you for a fact, uh, our streams, when we do a TTRPG streams, I can tell you that people are watching our streams and playing video games at the same time. Like without a lack of, a, I'll call it this, parent watching where they're doing something else and also listening to the content in the background so most people that watch rttrpg content aren't actively like in chat and interacting most of those people are actually doing other things so i know that people are playing video games while watching our stream that's not necessarily something that would be helpful for this patent hell it might i don't know but I also will tell you, I like the the the, the drops that that uh, Twitch does. So I'll be playing a game, and I'm going to give a terrible example: Diablo. I'll be playing Diablo Four, and uh, I know that Amazon is doing Diablo drops. And if you are watching a streamer play that game, you're going to get in-game drops. So I have done that. I know that has happened i know that i've also like supported my friends by watching their content while also playing video games but i i i assume with with the the want for this patent that it is enough people are doing this or they probably have data proving that this is a substantial number of people that do this it's certainly the idea behind the patent so it does cover what the games media is covering about it that is video game recommendations and other scripted advertisement, but it also covers modifying the content 
of the video game being played and even specifically generating literally an entire freaking video game based on whatever non-video game content you're watching on your second monitor or that you have in your alt tab. And those other uses mean this patent goes well beyond just what's being talked about, mostly the advertising bit. And don't get me wrong, that's a big part of it, but it's not the only one. Like, you could use this kind of patent te technology on a roguelike game to generate the same level as the streamer you're watching is going yeah. through. Like what would usually be randomly procedurally generated could be intentionally, or you could do an entirely different level so you couldn't copy their strats. Mm -hmm. uh, the patent is also not specific to gaming live streams like that. That's just the easiest current target for someone like Activision because they have easy access to user viewing data through, and Jake mentioned it, Twitch drops, but the patent also covers broadcast television and internet streaming content too. So if Activision ever gets access to your TV or streaming viewing, they could deliver ads to you or do this video game modification stuff based on that intel as well. So this makes me think of something that I, you and I did not talk about because I, it, as listening to you talk about this made me think of this. It could not only just be, oh, hey, I see that this person uh, uh, watches this streamer and they play primarily FPSs, so I'm going to advertise FPSs to this person. This could also be, I see that X person uh, streams a lot of true crime podcasts. And so I'm going to put advertisements in the game, like the billboards, the advertisements on TVs, because I've been playing a lot of um, cyberpunk recently and there's advertisements everywhere. They could easily go, oh, since we know this, we can now hyper-target the audience by putting this person watches true crime stuff. I'm going to advertise true crime podcasts that they aren't streaming or that are, we're partners or or they're paying us to advertise in games. And they can hyper-specifically focus to the individuals that actually are interested and not just like age groups like it like what like which is what they kind of do now like age and demographics like oh people this age this this uh identification of themselves in this zone they primarily like this so we're going to advertise this kind of content this could be like no uh jim bob loves true crime uh and we're going to send true crime uh like content in his games so it touches on a key word in this patent, which is concurrent. Other patents or perhaps not yet patented materials would focus on what Jim Bob has watched in mm -hmm. true crime. Concurrent is the key word for this one. What are you doing at the same time? If it is something that you've done in your history, not covered under this patent. If it is concurrent, if it's at the same time, then it comes in and is protected under the scope of this particular one. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I stream music sometimes when I'm playing games. Like I don't like the in-game music or I'll take the music out and just listen to like, like mechanical sounds that I need to know, like when someone's using an ability or something like that. And I'll play music that I like in the background, like streaming it. So theoretically, because it doesn't specifically say video, it just says any streaming. So theoretically, Spotify and things like that would count under this, yeah? 
So it's non-video game content, and while the text of the patent specifies broadcast TV and internet-based streaming, it is very possible that something like Spotify or whatnot would be covered under that internet streaming bit. I should take a moment to specify, I am not a lawyer, I do not play one on TV, and you should not do intellectual property crime without consulting one of those people. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of what I'm understanding is a lay person's read of this patent, but we should have links to the patent proper in the description. It's surprisingly human readable, and that's characteristic of patents, as, as we'll get into uh, in a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, if you really, really want this, just tag Legal Eagle in the comments. Just be like, yo, Legal Eagle, why don't you, why don't you do something about this? <laughs> yeah, just bring Devin on in. But you know who else is a lawyer? Who? The inventor listed on this patent. Are they the inventor or just the patent person? Like, that was so weird to me. So... The first thing I thought when I first read this was, oh, I'm sure this is a person from Activision Legal and his name's on it because he filed the patent. And maybe that's just how patents go. But it turns out that is not even slightly anything that's going on here. Um, Josiah Itadali or Jay Itadali did graduate from Loyola Law School. But he's got his name on tons of digital gaming and media patents because he's been an exec for multiple media megacorporations over the past decade and a bit. Uh, so it turns out it's not uncommon at all for high-level execs like Itadali to get inventor or co-inventor credit on these kinds of concepts, at least in this field. If you look at the other patents that Itadali holds, and there's like four pages of different patents and continuations uh, on the patent website, a lot of them are shared with other exec level co-inventors. At least in this corner of digital media, it seems like the suits will come up with the high-level idea that is patentable, and that is how they get the inventor credit. Interesting. Uh, so what, I, what I'm hearing is I need to just come up with really weird, obscure concepts and just, just patent the hell out of them. Is that what I'm hearing? You know, there is an entire niche industry of people who do that. They are often called patent trolls, and I would invite you uh, to make yourself at home under the patent bridge. If you mm. want to, if you want to make your living that way, mm, you know, I, I'm good. I think I'm okay. Uh, I'm enjoying content <laughs> creation for now. We'll find out how that works out. You know, would you troll for patents? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't out yourself. If you are a patent troll, don't tell people you are because it's just going to pile up on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, any patent they think is fairly deserved. Oh, you're an inventor. A patent that isn't fairly deserved. Oh, you're a patent troll. I, it's just more of like, I, like, I, I like, like, I make sense. Like if I come up with an idea of, Hey, this is a thing that needs to, to like, would be helpful to, to exist and patent that you come up with this idea that like, I get that. That's to mean coming up with a concept is not a patent troll. It's, it's running out and grabbing patents before other people can that that's kind of the trolley aspect, which I know for a fact, we're going to talk about that. A little bit later so i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop talking about patent trolls and and and, and we can move on <laughs> unmistakably 
Itadali himself is not a patent troll, and those four pages of patent history are pretty legitimately obtained over the years. So according to an October 2022 article from Variety, Itadali worked for Disney's digital distribution and pay TV team for about a decade and got a bunch of internal awards at Disney for his media and marketing-related ideas and the patents that went with them. After that, that's when he joined Activision Blizzard as head of commercial strategy and development, and that's presumably when he invented the concept that we're now hearing about. But this guy hasn't worked there for three and a half freaking years. In July 2019, he jumped to Twitch and became co-head of creator acquisitions, retention, and programs, which means he worked with big name streamers, keeping them on the platform, developing programs to support them, and so on. But he doesn't work at Twitch anymore either. Okay, why, why does any of that matter, though? Well, because what's covered under this patent, this sort of software hookup between streaming and gaming, isn't anything like what he's doing now. His career has moved so far beyond the stuff that is still being actively patented at Activision Blizzard. And that may matter when it comes to why Activision is doing it and how deeply we can interpret the tea leaves. You know, inventions, inventions happen, inventions are cool, and there is a reason why a lawyer might be named on this sort of thing rather than an engineer who's maybe intuitively the inventor of record you might expect on a patent sure. uh, rather than an exec. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that you can and usually do patent the high level idea, not the very specific implementation, which is why an exec like Itadali can get inventor credit rather than the software engineer who works out the details of how to call Twitch's API for Twitch drops, to find out a player's streaming, match that to the player connected on Activision's server to know their gaming and watching streams, like all of those details that mm -hmm. the programmer really has to worry about. US patents have to be specific enough that you can describe the methods of how it works. So like, Itadelli's not delivering a back of the napkin idea. You can't just hand wave and say, I'm patenting the idea of how dynamic gaming content uh, changes based on whether you're watching a stream and what you're watching. But you don't have to have all the lines of code worked out to be able to patent something. The lines of code, once written, are protected not by patent at all, but rather by copyright. And that's right, US intellectual property law. Making sense once again. I mean, I think this is incredibly intuitive, don't you? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. So, okay, let's, let's actually get into an example that illustrates this sort of separation of concerns really nicely. Let's okay. get into patents and gaming that just hurt my soul. Let's look at WB's patent of the nemesis system. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. Right, you'll hear that sigh anytime you mention the nemesis system because it's this cool dynamic enemy system that was premiered in Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor and reprised in Middle-earth Shadow of War. And in those games, 
these orcs with randomly generated traits uh, will return like like freaking Saturday morning cartoon villains. They'll come back and come back and come back and generate new traits based on how your last fight went with them. I played it. It's so much fun. It's a great way to use procedurally generated content, namely the enemy in this case. And like in playing it, you develop these storylines that couldn't possibly have ever been hard scripted into a game but instead arose emergently from player interactions with enemies. I love the Nemesis system. It's one of my favorite of all time. But you know the sad part. You know the tragedy that comes at the end of this story. We've never seen it again. We've never seen it after those games because WB patented the Nemesis system so no other game company can use it. And they don't even use it. That's the worst part about it. You don't have to. You just have to have the patent. And so there are games like uh, I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey shortly thereafter, and I saw it has this like rival like subsystem built in. I thought when I first saw it, oh my gosh, is this a take on the Nemesis system? I love this. And then you get in it and it's wildly watered down. Basically, you're just looking at like mini bosses because the patent protects the idea of these emergent rivalries procedurally generated in the Nemesis system, even though Ubisoft's engineers wouldn't have been copying a single line of code. The idea is what's protected, even if on the engineering level, there's no duplication. Yeah. So you can park on the idea of delivering that content uh, based on whether a player simultaneously watching a stream and in so doing, Activision prevents other companies from doing the same, even if those companies could independently write code that achieves the same effect. Yeah, which, you know, we talked about this beforehand, which is, uh, is Microsoft slash Activision doing this because they actually want to do this, or are they doing it to prevent Twitch from doing it? Slash Amazon. It's a pretty common use of patents. Uh, Just because a technology is patented doesn't mean it's ever going to actually exist in the real world. Kind of like the way that a studio will option a screenwriter's script, not because they want to make the movie. Mm -hmm. They don't want to make the movie. They want to prevent the other studio down the road from making the movie. And patents can sometimes be a form of corporate asset denial or a just-in-case insurance policy. Maybe Activision can't make this technology now. Maybe they don't even want to, but while they're thinking about it, we're just kind of going to park on it a little bit. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to touch on some of the things that Activision has done in the past that is very similar to this. Some of them being, uh, you know, uh, matchmaking systems that they have made to basically further uh, push sales of their in-game content. Uh, Another one that they did is uh, matchmaking based off of behavioral in the sense that if they notice that you play three games and if you win all three games, you quit. But if you win two games and then you lose a game, you will play a fourth and a fifth game to try to go out on a win. uh, And they'll specifically put you in matches on your third match that are more difficult. So you're more likely to play a fourth and a fifth game versus just playing the three. Uh, Both of those shitty and super dystopian, uh, but they got called out pretty fucking hard for that. So they they were like, oh, we're just patenting the idea. We're not planning on using it. 
whether they are or not we we don't have any hard fact rules or like knowledge that they are but uh it's still it's still still iffy you know it's true activision blizzard specifically is known for a lot of patents and a bunch of them never see the light of day although in the case of matchmakers we won't ever really know what's going on under the hood there in this particular case again systems that modify or add or or generate video game content based on non-video game content being concurrently watched this patent hasn't changed too much since its first iteration was filed in 2019. So we are talking about it now. A couple games media have been picking up on this story, but it's really important to know that filing a patent, a patent being made public, none of this is destiny. There is nothing in the patent itself to suggest that they're about to utilize this technology. Sure, sure. But if they did. <laughs> well, it isn't even if they did. We talked a moment ago about patent as asset denial, and that could be a factor here because you know who's in a great position to take advantage of metadata from your non-video game content and make game about it? Uh, Amazon? You mean the people who own Twitch and Amazon Prime Video and Amazon Game Studios? Yeah, they would be in a perfect position to use this kind of technology. But now that Activision has patented it, Amazon can't use it just in the same way that any other game studio couldn't use the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, and I mean, I I feel just with that information, like it makes the patent a little less scary because like, while I don't trust Microsoft with it, I absolutely don't trust Amazon with it. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, my overall thought about this is this is scary. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I'm, I think it's a, a interesting concept and I think it could be cool, uh, but I don't think it's going to be cool. The question is whether or not it's actually going to be used. And again, we're really getting into the tea leaves here. We mentioned that Eat Dolly was long gone, and yet they're still filing continuations on this patent. That could be continuing asset denial. That could be intent to keep using it, but we know it doesn't mean that there's someone internally at Activision Blizzard, the inventor, is like really pushing his idea over the line because he's gone. He's yeah. been gone for years. And we know it's not asset denial on the inventor level. Like, it wouldn't be ridiculous if when Itadali left, Activision Blizzard patented an invention that happened during his time there as a way of preventing him from using it elsewhere. But with this latest filing, we know for sure that's not the case. The guy's working in talent management, yeah. basically. Yeah. He's not working in anything where this would be relevant. So certainly on the individual inventor level, this doesn't seem like a defensive maneuver. And we have no way of telling whether it's a defensive maneuver against a mega corporation like Amazon, but there is one particular about the timing that I want to highlight. Yep. 
This is a continuation patent, as we've said a couple times, but the immediate precursor patent, so looks almost identical in the text, and its predecessor has way back to 2019 when they first filed this, but the immediate predecessor was filed on January 18th, 2022. Two days later, Microsoft announced their intent to acquire Activision. Now, that timing doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it the acquisition does raise the stakes for this technology as a whole, because Activision was never Amazon level as a megacorp. Like, it's big, it's a triple-A game studio, but it's not Amazon big. It's not Amazon big. It's not only not Amazon big, but the amount of sectors that Amazon, or that Activision has is nowhere near the sector or coverage that Amazon has with streaming services, with you know physical product delivery, with gaming, uh, with 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 streaming, all of it across the board. Nowhere near that. But with Act with Microsoft, on the other hand, that is huge. <laughs> yeah. That's really, I mean, look, on its own, what could Activision have done with this invention? Uh, they have the real-time data from their own servers. They have whatever they can pull from Twitch drops. But Microsoft knows so much more about the non-video game content that you're watching. We don't know technically under the hood all of the metadata that it has access to across all of its various things as operating system, as Azure being the backbone of the freaking internet, uh, or even through its console. Like if you watch Amazon Prime on your Xbox, Microsoft can maybe in all likelihood get that metadata, but it changes not the scope of the patent itself, but how useful the technology is. Microsoft-owned Activision can do so much more with this technology than Activision ever could have done alone. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even so, like we're talking about concurrent uh, watching uh, watching things and playing games. I, I, it's been a while since I've played a console, but as far as I'm aware, I can't watch the office on split screen while I'm, I'm poning noobs in Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think that that's a thing I can do on on Xbox. But on my PC, which is Windows based, it's a, it's Microsoft. It it knows all of the thing, you know, like it understands that I'm on twitch.tv slash Delevely, you know, and knows that I am watching you play uh, Horizon. Uh, what is that game called? Horizon Dawn, I think. We are still playing Horizon Forbidden West. There you go. And look, I'm having a great time with it. One of the big things about the flood of data that we give away for free in order to conveniently use our services is that these companies really can do useful stuff with it. And for the other side of this patent, we've been talking a lot about the non-video game content being watched, but equally, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision enables the other piece of it, which is modifying game content, or again, they explicitly call out generating a whole video game, which is something that Activision can barely do on its own with games that it works on for months. But with the right framework, uh, procedurally driven or open and AI technology enhanced 
game is much more viable and um, Microsoft provides most of the compute resources to OpenAI um, and has a large stake in its for-profit division. And there is the uh, opening sizzle reel uh, right there. Just, just black and white, Sam talking about Microsoft owning the biggest AI, like right there. Cause that's, that's, that's hugely scary, right? Like, like AI, well, first of all, it, it's machine learning, but like, Thank uh, you. <laughs> but like, besides the semantics of that aspect, um, this is, this is, this is very, it could be very cool. It could be it very could be so cool. It could be so cool. Like if I'm watching my favorite TTRPG stream on Alt Haven on Monday nights, right? <laughs> I am watching them and I was like, I want to play a video game based off of what they're playing. And it brings up and it generates based off of what's going on in the stream. That would be super cool. You know, it's like, oh, right now you all are playing the strange and you all are doing all of this like weird stuff with time travel and stuff like that. And if they were able to take that information and be able to regurgitate it and spit it out as a video game so people could play something that was something tangentially associated with what was going on on their stream, that would be cool. I, I have severe worries about copyright infringement. Like if I'm watching a Netflix show uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, watching the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, documentary I, and I want to play a video game based off the Jeffrey Dahmer. Like there's like aspects of that that would be very suspicious and like very like, because if you, like I said, like in the situation I gave with us, right? I feel like in that situation, if they are making a game based off of what you're streaming, Whoever is streaming should get a portion of whatever income that they're making off of that video game content that they are probably going to sell because we live in a capital hellscape. So like, anyways, that that's going into something that isn't even a part of what we're talking about, but still it's just, it's, it could be so, it could be so cool, but it's just absolutely terrifying. So again, to be clear, the patent focuses on the metadata of what is being watched, not the content. So the title, the game, the streamer, all of that kind of information. So if you're watching your favorite RPG stream on Alt Haven, they're not going to be yoinking from the script, at least as covered under this patent. And that said, ultimately, I agree. I think this technology could be used to do really cool things, could be used to make watching a stream or watching TV and film, broadcast TV and internet streaming content, much more dynamic, much more active, much less of a couch potato kind of experience, which, you know, I love couch and I love potato, so don't get me wrong love all of that but like there are very cool creative things that could open up unfortunately unfortunately there's a capitalist hellscape and specifically the companies concerned make me worry that this will ultimately be a part of the snowball of obnoxious privacy nightmare that our internet experience has become. It is genuinely very difficult to maintain privacy on the internet, even if you're actively trying. And a lot of us don't. 
yo, I use drops on Twitch. I understand that I am giving away my data in exchange for some little digital cosmetic that doesn't even exist in the real world. And I understand that Microsoft has a really extensive reach. And as such, this acquisition expands not just the scope of cool possibilities of things that a company the size of Microsoft could facilitate, but also the potential invasiveness and the willingness to use it. Activision might not have been able to make practical use of this technology, and they still might not. Even with Microsoft, this might simply be a patent that is being re-upped, a patent that is used against Amazon. None of this may ultimately happen, but it does signal an interest from these companies of where they're looking. Yeah. What kinds of inventions are they making? And that is worthy of focus. I wish this could be used for good. If it is used, it's probably going to be used for evil. Mm -hmm. Very similar to the machine learning that we kind of like talked about. Machine learning has a ton of amazing potential. Like, I, I I use some machine learning now more often than I ever did just because um, it, it's helpful. I'm dyslexic. So like having something just go over my writing and be able to kind of like zhuzh it up a little bit and correct my, not just correct my spelling, but like use a fucking thesaurus. You know what I mean? Like it's helpful for me because I have that, because I have a learning disability. And so like it is, it, there, but most of the time it's not used for good. <laughs> some of the time it is, some of the time it isn't. These technologies, whether patented or out in the world as free open source or under patent as copyleft, anything like that, they are all tools. And it's important to look at who's looking at this tech, who's using it, but, you know, best case scenario, it's keeping Amazon from using it. True. Uh, I 100% agree. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, you let us know what you think of this entire weird oh god so scary slash could potentially be cool patent uh uh down in the comments uh you can also catch us live on twitch.tv slash althaven underscore uh specifically mondays where you can see sam delev playing uh what is your character's name ozzy ozzy joe i know i don't know you two are got this little little romance going on anyways uh uh where you can find us uh, streaming rpg content uh join us in the conversation on our althaven discord the link for that is down in the description uh and if you want to support us you can support us on coffee which the link is also down in the description uh so uh <laughs> i'm gonna read you the line sam wrote right here for this outro which is so go intellect devour some intellectual properties and until next time keep it weird <laughs> love you sam so much <laughs>